Coming up next, Booking It reads, Watership Down. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Booking It. I'm, of course, your humble and eloquent host, Cooper Cobbs, and joining me today is my very good friend, Mr. Tanner Lewis. That's right. We had to jump through hoops to do it, but I'm not alone. Isn't that great? It's so great. You can but start singing the, the uh, chorus but... from Dear Evan Hansen now, Tanner. You are not alone. You are not alone. <laughs> do you know what it is, though? Because it's I need late, it. folks. It's like 10 o'clock. It this is, is very the late. latest episode ever. It's true recording this is we're, we're we're running out of time you know to get this done because seven hours from now it'll be out on the interwebs so you're here i'm tired tanner's tired i got from back from work a couple couple minutes ago where i pretended to be frosty the snowman um two little kids so that's my new job guys by the way i'm not joking it's to be a character at an interactive Christmas experience around yeah, us. And we're so proud of you for it. Yeah, it's very people. fun. Yeah, I know. It takes actually I get paid more than the average employee there. Um because I'm a I'm a full body costume, so yeah. way to go. Even so no what's funny was uh I was because I was uh, a panda because we have a panda at a Christmas place for some reason. And the guy where I was changing the costume and the guy told me, Hey, last time I was panda I came out cross eyed because the sight is so bad in it. And I said, that's great. I'm naturally cross-eyed, so <laughs> we'll see oh, how this that's goes. Awesome. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. It wouldn't have was You said to see out of one eye hole. They're just so far apart. It's like, I don't know. It's weird. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, but anyway, here we are. Next week, we'll be back. Isaiah will be back. He's finally back from his trip. I said back way too many times in the past three sentences. But... He'll be back. We'll talk about Ember's End, finally wrap up the Green Ember, get Isaiah's thoughts on Watership Down, and uh, then hopefully we'll, be, we'll do Christmas Carol before the year ends, and we launch into our very new series next year, which I'm excited about, excited to announce as well. So, um, Oh, yeah, by the way, I also took the SAT uh, yesterday, so that was fun. So, yeah. Another All reason fun to be things tired. for Cooper. Yeah. All fun things for Yes. Motto of my life. But you know what is fun is talking to you about Watership Town. Yes, so, sir. I gave my baggage last episode, and I might give some of it here again, but what is your baggage, sir, Mr. Tanner Lewis, with the book Watership Down? Um, so I think I had heard of it before. Um, uh, I'm not exactly sure from who. I actually might have seen the... I don't know. The, the Netflix, the BBC slash Netflix animated Maybe. I think I might have, I think I might have seen it just like, just seen it, not yeah. thought about it. Right. I don't know. I'd seen stuff around. I've heard of it before. Mm-hmm. I think it had come up on one of my recommended after reading um, the Green Ember. But, yes, because um, algorithms, algorithms, algorithms. Think, oh, bunny book, bunny book. Great match, right? <laughs> yes, yes, especially Amazon. They take yeah. a lot of pride in that. Um, uh, That's why I came up with all dystopian stuff after reading The Hunger Games, and my search results were never the same. Yeah. 
but um uh, um uh, for watership down i think that i think the first time i'd actually thought about reading it or doing anything with it was uh, um uh, when you mentioned it for the podcast and so Mm-hmm. I spent way too much money and got myself a really nice edition because I like spending a lot of money on my hardcover books. Yeah. And uh, um, uh, I spent, I think I spent like 35 bucks on a, an illustrated edition with a hard copy huh. for a hardcover book. I'm not disappointed. It's got like the good paper, not like the, not the right. rough paper, but like the picture you paper. You know, the bad oh. thing about like these nice editions is you're worried about the inside, you know? Like obviously the outside looks great, but what's it going to feel like? And the print, how's that going to be? I don't know. I enjoyed I mine. I'm, I'm good, enjoying good. mine. I'm glad, I'm glad you do. I'm glad you enjoy it. It doesn't put, pic- here's the best part. It doesn't put print on the back of the pic- of the illustrations. Oh, So it doesn't okay. put print on the back part of the illustrations. So it, it looks bigger through. than it is. But it doesn't bleed through. You don't like see it, and like as I said, full color edition. I'm just telling you, I'm very much in love with this copy. <laughs> Anyways, I spent too much money on this, um, but I'm not disappointed. And uh, I'm currently reading it. I was reading it last night, this morning, part uh-huh. both. But I think that I'm. I just finished the. Uh, portion uh, where uh, they've uh, um uh, they've stolen met... those or no i'm before that okay i do know what you're talking about though because i did watch part of the animated series at one point gotcha so that's why i can kind of keep up with parts yeah but i'm a little bit over a third into it okay we've nice. just got onto the we're We've just passed the point where we've met, um, uh, who was the captain of the Owlsla? Oh, oh yeah, Holly, yes. Holly, yes, we've just met Holly. I remember that Holly. scene in uh, the, the series, he just like comes limping in the dark. That's yeah. creepy, yeah. That was very creepy. Yeah. Actually, here's what I have to say about the series. The entire series is kind of creepy. It's kind of what? Creepy. Yeah, It's it not is. like... Oh, dude! It's not scene? like the book. The book is like very nice and like happy. Yeah, it's very, it's very Hobbit-like in that way. Yeah, but like, this, yeah, there's the that move, scene the in the TV very show first is part. Just scary. The we were Fiverr sees the bones, right? And the, um, and the and the Warren underground Warren, the cow cowslips Warren. Remember that part? And yeah, he just I remember that. Sees the bones, and that's crack. It's it's great. It's creepy, even though it's terribly animated. You know. And yeah. that part of the book, I think I talked about it last time, was what really got me hooked um, on the book was I just couldn't stop reading after that point. And that image was in my mind the entire time while reading it. So you're right. They definitely lean into the creepy element um, that Fiverr has and things like that. Yeah. And, you know, General Woundwort and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I definitely like the book better. I will probably not finish the series because of that. Uh-huh. Well, we might end up doing. Well, if you can, if you can finish it, we might end up doing a review of it for patreon.com forward slash booknet. Sounds good. Keep that in mind. Yes. Well, I think that we'll get some more general thoughts today, and then we'll circle back next week. And Isaiah is reading it right now. You're reading it right now. So hopefully, we'll, we can have it done and uh, do a kind of a Green Ember slash Watership Down episode and kind of wrap up both of those series with a bang and a mega episode. So. 
Um, I guess first time, what do you think? I mean, what do you think about Watership Down? I think you like it a lot. Um, and that's clear, but tell us your thoughts, yeah, man. I, I like it. I think that it's entertaining. I think that it's very... Uh, you said Hobbit-like. I agree with that. I think it's uh-huh. like a very happy... It's a very happy setting for as far as you can go for the theme. Yeah. I don't know. It's just such a blend of so many things that it's just kind of confusing to try and convey it's kind yeah, of its it is, own it is thing a blend. it is a blend it's it for sure it's its own thing is yeah. kind of what i have it registered as like i can't say oh it's this great fantasy novel or exactly. oh it's this like great um story it's just like no it's kind of this book it's like, <laughs> like I, was... I talked about this last time it's part odyssey part hobbits part green ember and part just nonfiction book about rabbits. Like, it's all of those things. <laughs> oh, and part dystopian novel, for heaven's sake, with Ephrathah. Yes. And with all that kind of stuff. So, oh, uh, and part, like, mystic prophecy, kind of, like, it's got a bunch of just genres mashed into one, and I love it. Yeah, I love it, too. I'm just, like, I was trying to explain it to my mom today, but I'm just, like, I there's not really a plot. It's just kind of like a book. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because right. the, the well, well, you can kind of see, I like what he, the author says in the introduction. I'm not sure if you read this, but he says, it was just like, this is never meant to be an allegory. It's just some stories that I made up for my for my kids in the car about rabbits. Yeah. And that's really what it is, because halfway through the book, they're, I guess, where you are even, like, they're they're all good, you know? They've, they've got it. They're not like, hold up we have no way of keeping this war and going. And then the story just keeps kind of moving along. You know what I mean? So, like, it really is four distinct parts. Like, it is the journey. Then it is, you know, living on a watership down. Then it is the need for does. We can keep the war alive. Then, you know, the final battle at the end. But it doesn't feel clunky at all. But the story just keeps going, and it's a lot of fun. Like, you can kind of tell, you know, he was like, I need this story to keep going. Ah, yes, here it is, the solution here. But I don't know. It's not a criticism yeah. by any means, but I, th- I understand. Yeah, I just kind of like how it's so uniquely itself, and he, like the stories are just so. Oh yes, I am there for Fairy Wog Dog. Okay, wait, you're not there yet, are you? There's this really weird story. It's the very last um, story about El Herrera, and it's called Fairy Wog. No, no, yeah, is it Fairy Wog Dog? And I don't know. It's, it's Fairy Wog Dog is in there somewhere. And it's the most obscure random story um but i'm there for it because i love it a lot and the mythology is really cool yeah i love his mythology though yes here's what i have to say i love his um his kind of religion for the rabbits it's yeah it's honestly amazing yeah and it's not like a religion it's not like they pray or do anything like that so they don't be unless you're one of the weird um unless you're one of the weird rabbits and cow slips oh yeah the cow slips, they, they definitely had like a oh uh i don't know how to put it but like a a weird vibe they had a cult about that yeah it, yeah. yeah you're right let's just say it they yes cow they were was a cult yes it's precisely um but what was oh yes it was it's like it's just accepted you know all these things are just accepted and those are that's always really cool because it's like just a mythology and a history for them basically at that point it's just a yeah. the sun the god is Frith. Then you have El Herrera, the prince, the rabbit king, you know, the rabbit prince, I guess. What and was he? Well, he was called the... Um, uh, prince with the a thousand king enemies. Of, the prince of a thousand enemies. But what was his trickster name? He had a... 
Well, El Herrera is his name. I'm not sure he's a trickster name. What's his... He had a third name. He did. Huh. I don't have the book in front of me right now, unfortunately. And I don't, I don't either. It. You sure there's a trickster name? I'm pretty sure there's a trickster name. Anyways, unimportant. Yeah. I just like how... I like hearing the stories about his, like, tricks and all of his... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, all of the ways that he takes stuff from people and he just kind of, like, controls and manipulates. Yeah. Kind but of, like, clicking things out. But it's, like, it, it, it's what, um, like, they keep saying, like, it's good. It's what a rabbit should do. Like, he was not being bad by doing those things. And certainly, certainly, he has an attitude of that. Um, but, like, they're one of the, what's the criticism that they make of Cowslips Warren is they're not acting like real rabbits. They're not using their gifts. They're just eating food. Um and put out by the farmer, right? And they're not being real rabbits. And so El Herrera is like the model of the real rabbit because he is the most resourceful um, resourceful rabbit. And so he's the model for all rabbits. Yeah. Which is interesting. I like all of his character building, though. Mm-hmm. Like, every... Much un-Hobbit-like, but um, everything's By like... the way, um, if... Oh, okay. This is random. I had, like, three thoughts coming to my mind. So you mentioned The Hobbit, and I was thinking about The Hobbit movies, how Peter Jackson basically failed to give us, like, 12 characters that we could remember, right? And me and you were talking off mic about 12 Angry Men and how each juror has its own personality. And in two hours, you know everything about them pretty much. You need to. Um, And so I think that Watership Down does a good job. Um, of kind of signifying the characters, but also The Hobbit is, in the movies does not, and Twelve Angry Men does. So those are the, the thoughts that jumped into my mind all at once. Sorry. I had to get those out. Yes, very good. Anyways, um, uh, I liked the I liked the development of the characters and as you so far, and as you mm-hmm. kind of see and you watch them grow... I mean, there's still two or three that haven't come to fruition, but it's because I haven't been there long enough <laughs> yeah, with them. I'm sure. they, they they mostly do. But just I like, mean, I like yeah. watching their characters develop and mm-hmm. watch them um, grow and like everybody changes at some point. Like Hazel, cha- like from the journey to um, the watership down, like he mm-hmm. changed dramatically and right. uh, I enjoyed watching how it wasn't like so it's not like Hobbit dramatic where it's like, look, he saw the dragon. He was changed forever. Right. It's like the kind of dramatic of 12 angry men where it's like, oh, like this makes sense. And this makes sense. And just the kind of thing where like he slowly and gradually changes um, his uh, kind of mindset and his personality is. He was a rabbit who, even beforehand, had natural leadership capabilities. Yet he was never just forced into those that were in that role. And suddenly, he's forced into that role as a leader, and so he has to grow, and he will grow because he's good at it. And now he's been forced into it. And now he's had forced growth, basically, but he's good at it, so he grows naturally at it as well. So his growth is just one of um, a person coming into their role, basically. Yeah, it's very nice to watch. I will say, though, that I think the uh, miniseries wisely cut out several rabbits. Like, I agree. Tolkien, like, it's it's fun to have the, the you know, the, the 12 dwarves in Bilbo, the 14th member of the company, right? That's a fun number to have. I'm not sure there's any reason, really, for 
with this many rabbits. And I think that the show understood that. So. Yeah. I had a thought. I, I just lost it. Oh, um, Fiverr and Hazel's relationship. Uh-huh. That's thick. I love that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, remember, I love how, like... I, I want to ask you this. We've been kind of fawning over the book. The first time I read the book, at the very end, every, you know... Okay, I'm relying, relying a lot on the author's introduction as well. Have you read the author's introduction of the book? I have read the author's introduction. Okay. I remember all of it after you told yeah. me about the story, like the car story. Right. So he 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 basically talks about how Fiverr was modeled after some Greek character who had the gift of always telling the truth, but the punishment of no one ever believed her, right? And so right then he tells you, Fiverr is always right. Like, he just gives it to you. And so toward the very end of my first read, I was like, okay, Fiverr's going to be right. They're not going to believe him. Ah, like, won't they realize eventually, you know, that Fiverr is always right? So, it was the, 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 like, how, how do you think Fiverr's um, psychic capabilities were handled? Do you think they were handled well? And do you think that they, um, like, the, the tension of will he be believed or not was carried effectively throughout the book? I think for the point that I am now, it's been carried out well. I don't know if yeah. he'll drag it out too long towards the end, <laughs> mm-hmm. like you said. But, yeah, let me, um, let me check back in eventually. Yeah, but for right now, where I am in the book, I don't know, two quarters, halfway, maybe a third through mm-hmm. it. Um, uh, I just enjoy the, um, I enjoy kind of the uncertainty of like, I know that Fiverr's right. Like, there's no way that he's not right at this point. Mm-hmm. But, like, will Hazel enforce that, <laughs> right? right? Will Hazel believe? And that's really what it comes down to for, like, what I was talking about, like, the relationship. Like, the trust that those two have is just, I don't know. It's envy. It's enviable. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, I just think that that's something that's really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the the back of my book at least says that it's, Watership Down is about the two brothers, and it really is about them. And it's fun because they both have, you know, great personalities, and you love each one of them um, and the role that each plays the story and things like that. And like we were talking about earlier with the genre mashup thing, Fiverr is just kind of one of those curveballs that just gets thrown in um, to the genre max, m- mishup, or no, mashup. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, it's late, people, uh, and I'm tired. But he, he throws a he, you know the curve the author throws a curveball um, in the book with Fiverr, and I really love it how it played out as well with just his, his predictive abilities. But also, it's restricted in a way that like he feels things, or he's like, I feel that this place is going to be blown up eventually, um, and gets senses and gets images, mixed images sometimes, right? And I think that the the show, and I'm sorry. We'll say I'll save my thoughts for the show, for the po- for the podcast behind the paywall. But like the show does a lot more of just flag waving when it comes to that. But in the book, uh, you know, it's he just gets an impression, a sense, a feeling. He sees you know disconnected images, and it's all done in a really well constructed manner to where you're not. It's not a plot hole in a sense that Fiverr doesn't sense this or sense that, right? But it's handled, I think, really effectively. But like I said, I think it could be a criticism that eventually, um, by 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 the author, in fact, giving away that Fiverr is basically always right, um, then basically then it then there's no tension in a sense. 
uh, and you're just angry at the characters and they don't believe Fiverr because he's been right every single time in the past. I think it would have been more interesting if maybe he was wrong once. I don't know. I'm just throwing things out there. But I think for the most part, it was well-managed for sure. Well, yeah. We... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, nothing. I was about to essentially reiterate it in my own words. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, I was just going to say, we still have some time left. Anything else you want to talk about? Big wig, maybe? Big wig's awesome. Uh, big wig. I love that guy. Yeah. And by the end of the book, there's a lot of really cool scenes of them in the end. And, I mean, he's maybe not your favorite. Well, I don't know. You, he's you, growing you really love my favorite him. character. You really, you really, yeah, exactly. I love I how mean, he's called, by the way, Bigwig, and you know, it's the rabbit version is Flaley because he has like this little tuft of hair. Like he has a big <laughs> wig. Like that's what he's called. And it, it hit me like a week ago. I was like, huh. I don't know. Their <laughs> names are so odd. Okay, here. Before I head on Bigwig, their language, like their kind mm-hmm. of oh, yeah, rabbit yeah. language. Right. Impeccable. Fine. Yes. I love that. This and, is and, like, and it's 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 and also almost I don't group this in with the mythology as well, like it's not the 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 world building of a master genius like Tolkien, right? Um, and Tolkien definitely gripe about the language probably, but what I like about it is number one, it feels natural, it feels ingrained, it's not forced. Number two, it just grows with the story, like like he like he writes in the introduction, rabbits would need a word for this, so I made it up. That's that's what the language is. Is just, I they needed a word because they would have one, so I made it up. And the mythology it just makes so much sense, and it adds to the story, and it adds to the characters, and and, and it's such a great way to where the world building. Like okay, I finished uh, a Brandon Sanderson book. You know Brandon Sanderson, right, Tanner? Um, yes, I do. I finished uh, one of his massive books on Audible about a month ago, and about half of this book was just world building. To the point to where, and this was the fourth book, by the way, uh, world building to the point where it bored me to tears almost. Uh, and it's basically like just like literally documenting this person's scientific experiments upon this element of magic in in the universe. Anyway, my point that it just feels forced, like it feels I don't know, like not necessary necessarily of the story. Um, and I may be upsetting a lot of people by saying that, but. In, in, in Watershed Bound, it feels natural, doesn't feel forced, and it actually adds like, a lot to the story and to the depth of what he's trying to do here. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, about Big Wig, moving back towards yes, where we big were. Wig. Um, uh, I just like how he um uh, he kind of sticks with uh, Hazel and Fiverr, and he's kind of like, when nobody believes Hazel, he's like Hazel's protection. Mm-hmm. Kind of, he's like, he's. I see I mean, kind he's, of as the sa- he's the safety net. <laughs> yeah, and in a in a poor comparison, he's the mob, right? Like, um, he's gonna sway the other people, you know. Or he might be. No, it's not bad. It's not. Uh, he's he's the person who, outside of the government, was the person who has the most sway in a sense, and will ultimately dictate where the people land, you know. Yeah, and he does a. I really like him for that. Like he always, so far he's made the right choices every time. Yeah. And even if he does, I can see that he'll like, he'll repent of it quickly. So I have to respect his personality for that reason. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, obviously he's, he's a, he's the lovable hothead kind of guy, but most of the time 
his passion is is mostly well placed. I would say. Yeah. Well, Anyways, a lot of that's good my things. thoughts any, on any, Big um, Any criticisms you want to make of Watership Down? Or we call it a, a night. Uh. No, not that I can think of. I just. I think the book is very well placed. I think that everything that's done is very artful and uh, mm-hmm. um, uh, I think all the stories are interesting enough to uh, be delightful and mm-hmm. um, uh, boring enough to uh, um, uh, keep me keep me engaged. How about that? <laughs> to <laughs> let me fall asleep when it's time to go to bed at night. So yeah, I think and, that and it's just... There are so uh, many of these like fun stories sprinkled through and they're a lot of fun. And they may feel the force of all the world building, but I think I think that I would argue that they're not, and I love them. Yeah, sometimes, I guess here's my respect for sometimes when books are like borderline, um, uh, like boring, just like when they push it right up to the edge of like this could be boring. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, this is such a great story now because uh, you're not gonna get a kid to fall asleep when you're reading them. Like I don't know, um. Uh, the uh, Chronicles of Narnia or um, uh, The Green Ember. It's just like too, it's too engaging. You want to stay awake and you want to be engaged. But if you were to um, uh, read them, I don't know, this, it'd be like, uh, it's bedtime, right? It's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to fall asleep yeah, I mean, you, now. You, you, and so uh, I enjoy that. I would agree with you in the sense that I could see this book being read by the fire, you know, at a night and then everybody's kind of sleepy when it's being read but i'm not sure i would say what's ever boring like this book just gripped me and it took me along for the ride um and that's maybe it's just it. my perception of engaging maybe it is <laughs> i mean and, and like when you say boring you don't mean i don't, I don't I mean don't, like i don't, think, I don't yeah. mean boring in the sense of like i'm reading um a, i don't know i'm reading what's a biology a textbook book? right now <laughs> a biology textbook yeah just like chemical equations right yeah <laughs> like yeah i'm gonna read through every possible chemical equation in the entire world that's like right that's actually boring i'm talking like boring in the fact of like boring i'm sitting out on a porch in a lazy summer afternoon right yeah it's the good kind the good kind the of good boring. Kind. yeah anyway if you haven't read this book you should read it it's great yeah it's an awesome story lovable characters it grips you it drags you along um, and it's just wonderful. It's very wonderful. So we'll be back with Isaiah to kind of wrap up our thoughts on Watership Down next time, as well as wrapping up Green Ember. So make sure you tune tune in then. And oh, for a little sneak peek, if you are, we're about to shout out our donors who supported us over at patreon.com forward slash booking it and support us for $5 or more. But if you support us for $10 or more soon, we will be releasing an episode where we review the Netflix-slash-BBC miniseries of Watership Down. And I will say, as a little teaser for that episode, um, that I think is a very... They make they make interesting choices, and I think that one or two of those choices actually improved upon the story. And uh, there is one moment, in fact, involving Fiverr and involving Hazel at the very end of the show that they added. And it's very short, but I like that addition. And we'll be talking about that over at patreon.com forward slash booknet. Any final thoughts on Watership Down? Real fast, Tanner, before we do our donor shoutouts. 
read it because I enjoy it. it. And it takes because a lot Tanner, to get me to enjoy Tanner, a book. Because Tanner loves it, you shall read it. By the way, Tanner, very high standards when it comes to books, low standards when it comes to things he watches at 11 p.m. Facts. That is too <laughs> true. That is so true. <laughs> I better turn out, or rather stop recording. He's going to go watch some like dumb show on Amazon Prime or something. I don't know. I'm not watching a dumb show. Is. I'm watching Jack Ryan right now. Okay. Uh, we can't recommend that. Okay. I don't recommend anything that Tanner does after um, a certain time. So, I'm not recommending it. I'm just saying what I'm watching. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're going to shout out our donors, which, as I said, supported us over at patreon.com forward slash booknet. These are the people who have given us $5 or more. $5 gets you a shout out. $2 and above gets you access to a bunch of fun posts that we do over there. And then $10 and above gets you access to bonus episodes that we have done. So without further ado, Tanner, I'll say the patron, and then you say if you think that they would be a member of the Owlsla or not, okay? Ooh, okay. Which, by the way, if you haven't read the book, the Owlsla are just, like, the police of the Warrens. That the rabbits They're the good basically. guy, bad guys. Yeah. Okay, Nana. Yes. Whose ho- um, house I am in right now, and I'm about to fall into bed at her house. Uh, Vim Papi and Wayla. Yes. Isaiah's grandparents, Mike and Sylvia. Yes. Mike and Laura. Yes. And Jenny and Uncle Sam. Yes. Moses. No. Zara. Yes. First no. Anna. No. Emily. Yes. Becky. No. Lizzie. Yes. Keenan. Yes. Well, I I don't I couldn't tell indiscernible pattern, so I assume it was fairly non-biased. And ju- judging on the time that it took him to respond, uh, he was flipping a coin or something on his computer. <laughs> so I don't know. I actually um, I was watching um a light in my brother's room and every time that the light went on it was it was that was your bro- was, yes. is your brother like angry he just want you to come to bed um i don't know why it's flicking on and off i just saw it continue to flick on and off so i used it as a judgment <laughs> nice well folks it is currently ten thirty-two central standard time oh yeah it is standard time central standard time and we are going to be signing off for this week. We'll see you next time, but until then, keep on booking it. Make sure to rate and review us.